Hi everyone, welcome to Wharton Tech Talks. I am Javier Torres. And I'm Spandana. And we are the co-host for Wharton Tech Talks. Today we are joined by Marion Boiry and Josh McDermott. Hi, how are you? Good. Marion Boiry is an Associate Director in Thought Leadership Research. Marion's key role is to establish and enhance the vision, strategy, and execution of Spotify's ad revenue business through cutting-edge research. Her mission is to direct and elevate Spotify's research strategy, positioning the platform as a thought leader in the industry. Josh McDermott, our second guest, is an associate professor at MIT's Department of Brain and Cognitive Sciences. Josh basically studies how people hear. His lab at MIT investigates all things auditory, operating at the intersection of psychology, neuroscience, and engineering. And his goals are to understand how humans derive information from sound, to improve treatments for those whose hearing is impaired, and to enable the design of machine systems that mirror human abilities to interpret sound. Marian and Josh, we are so excited to have you here on the podcast. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Thanks for having us. For our listeners, could you share a bit more about your career trajectory and your current focus in your respective jobs? Sure. Happy to share that. So I've been working in media and marketing for a while, almost like 15 years now. I've been studying business administration, a lot of things, marketing, advertising, consumer psychology. So moved very quickly into the research and insight side of the business. And I've been enjoying that since the very beginning. And lately at Spotify for the past six years, I've been specifically looking after original research for Spotify advertising. So any big research franchises that we create to really help guide our advertising partner on how to leverage the power of audio to create these connections with their consumers. And so I'm, as you said, a professor studying how people hear, and I've been running a lab at MIT for the past 10 years. I got into what I do through a lifelong love of music. I was a club and radio DJ when I was younger and an obsessive record collector, and always kind of wondered about why things sounded the way that they sound. And that eventually led me to study that. I'm interested in all kinds of things related to sound and hearing. And lately, I've become very interested in why it is that we notice certain things about sound, like what it is that draws our attention, and also what makes sounds memorable. I got approached by Spotify a year or two ago, served as an advisor on some of their research, and I've been involved in that capacity. I mean, it's been a very natural partnership and a lot of fun. Thank you for that. This subject is very interesting for me because I'm also very passionate about music, about sounds. So going to this research topic, I wanted to ask if you could share more about the sonic science study you worked on. Yeah. So Sonic Science is one of our research franchises we do. We created the program in order to really uncover the true impact digital audio has on listeners, more like from a human standpoint, like things that we can really control, you know, as listeners, like when you get chills or your heart rate is going up, things that happen in your subconscious. So the idea was really to unpack the true power of audio and the impact it has. So we started two years ago, we did a big neural research. We looked at the engagement that listening to digital audio was driving, comparing that to, you know, watching TV and scrolling on social media. We've seen that actually listening to digital audio was driving, was way more engaging than using any kind of 
media. Obviously, that was very exciting for us because that's the kind of stuff we're trying to prove. And there was great to really see that true power. And this year, we really wanted to dive deeper and look at the entire body and the way, you know, our psychological, our physiological response to audio. Like I said, you know, when you get chills and goosebumps, how you feel inside and how that engagement can ultimately translate into more powerful connections with brands that are actually advertising around that kind of environment. And that's why we work with Josh, because he brought the expertise in all his knowledge around hearing and cognition that really, really helped us dive a little bit further and really scratch even like beneath the surface and really understand the science beyond just what people think about music and podcasts. I'd also add to that, that I think one of the things that's unique about the study that we just completed is that it really is investigating how people use audio in their lives. So it's really like an attempt to kind of study the interactions that people have when they're just kind of living their lives, which is, of course, how we consume streaming audio nowadays, right? So it's a little bit different than a lot of traditional research, which is done in the lab in the sense that a whole bunch of participants, about 400 who are just regular Spotify users, were sent a sensor that they put on and then were asked to complete surveys kind of before and after every listening session that they conducted. It was kind of an interesting way to look at the role of sound in people's lives really like at kind of a large scale in a way that is, I think, pretty unprecedented. This is very interesting. And I think the results are very important in the communications Spotify has with the advertisers, right? I was reviewing the study a while ago and I saw this very interesting sentence that Spotify actually was able to measure how it boosted listeners' mood. So I wanted to ask about this. How does Spotify boost the listener's mood, how can you measure that? And also, is it different when we talk about music or specific genres of music than when we talk about podcasts? Yeah, so that was one of the findings that obviously we found super interesting, especially when you think about all the things, all the content you're consuming every day. Not everything makes you happier or more relaxed. It's something that is really hard to capture. And mental health has become extremely important for many people today, you know, especially the young generation. The way we've been measuring that through the research is where we use the survey questions, like Josh mentioned, that before and after each listening sessions, we ask a lot of questions to the research participants. And one of these questions was about how are you feeling right now? And we asked that before and after each listening session, and almost all of them reported boosts of their mood. So they were either feeling happier or more relaxed, depending on the kind of motivation that was behind their listening experience. They actually managed to achieve that thanks to audio. And to your question around like music versus podcasts, well, we haven't really seen any big differences, which is very interesting because overall, it's just a fact of listening to something that you picked, you decided that you wanted to listen to, bring something to you. Either it's a podcast or it's entertainment or education or it's music. So it's relaxation or motivation if you want to go for a run. So it's just like very positive benefits that we've seen no matter the context, no matter the music genre. You might have been binging Adele's song for two hours or you feel better after that. So that was very interesting just to see that the true positive impact listening to digital audio has. You know, just to build on that, 
It's interesting that you say that across the types of media, there wasn't that much difference in the mood. But one of the things that really stood out to me, and maybe this is a bias because you're all recording a podcast right now, was podcasts actually can provide, I believe the statistic was over 16% higher ad engagement compared to all other media. And in light of these results, I'm curious, how are you thinking differently about podcasting in terms of, you know, ad strategy or monetization versus just, say, music? Well, both environment brings a lot of engagement. And I think it's also due to the fact that, first of all, whether you listen to music or podcast, it's your choice. You're picking something. It's very different from listening to the radio, where you just have to listen to what the host has decided to put on. So that's also what brings that engagement. For podcasts specifically, it's such a trusted environment. There's some kind of familiarity with the host. You create that intimate connection. You are in the ears of someone. Usually when you listen to a podcast, it's a very personal experience. You're listening with your headphones. There's nothing more intimate than listening to someone's voice. It does create that sense of intimate connection, that emotion emotional bond and that trust that ultimately makes the whole environment and the format very successful for advertising because as an advertiser, you associate yourself with content that people actually really enjoy and trust. And ultimately, there will be that effect of, you know, that carryover effect, that halo effect on the ads just because the environment is so positive as a whole. I was just going to add with respect to that general issue that Marion raised that I think One of the really cool findings that came out of the study are these relationships between what people listen to and what they're doing. And it's a really interesting finding just in the sense that it really demonstrates the functional role of sound in people's lives. It's like it really suggests. And so just to be concrete, like what I'm talking about is we gave people these surveys where they tell us what they're doing during these listening sessions. Right. And then Spotify, of course, has access to what people are choosing to listen to. And so you can try to relate the properties of the audio that the person is streaming to what they're doing. And what you see are like pretty clean relationships, often fairly intuitive. So for instance, if somebody is trying to study, they're much more likely to listen to instrumental or acoustic music. They're trying to exercise or walk or do their house cleaning. They're going to listen to kind of danceable, like upbeat music, stuff like that, right? It really seems like people are using streaming audio to help them accomplish their goals, right? It sort of has this functional role. Of course, this intuitively sort of makes sense. It's just this was like really the first clear definitive evidence for that. Podcasts are just another example of that. I mean, people are choosing to engage in that when it's what makes sense, when it makes sense for them to do that, given whatever it is that they're doing in their life at that moment. Yeah, and I found it very interesting that you talked about it's intuitively, obviously, sounds, they they play a very functional role. And what you described, obviously, when I think of my own experiences, when I'm walking and I'm listening to a song, I'm in a different headspace versus when I'm sitting and listening to a podcast episode. And I'm wondering, coming out of this study, given that it's, I think, among the first studies that really quantifies many of these effects and establishes these kind of relationships, what are some strategies or in what ways can advertisers think differently when they're trying to reach A listener say, you know, when they're walking versus when they're just driving somewhere and so on. Did you find any interesting strategies that you think are more useful in one instance versus another? Well, I think it depends on the moment. That's actually one of the key objectives we wanted to achieve with that research is due to the scale of the research, like Josh shared, we followed like over 400 users 
in their life, in the wild, we had really the ability to unpack what really happens at each moment of the day when they are turning to Spotify and digital audio. So it really gives us a lot of information around, you know, their physical context, their mindset, what they're listening to. And the idea was really to create like a set of best practices, more from a creative standpoint, to really help advertisers know exactly how to use the right tone, the right message, the right kind of music bed. Let's say you have a music in your ad that is very poppy or, you know, that kind of thing. You wouldn't want to put that within a very relaxation-focused playlist, you know, where you're going to kill the vibe. So I think the whole point was, no matter the kind of product, no matter the advertisers, it's just a matter of being contextually relevant and knowing exactly what kind of message and tone use. That was the things that we managed to uncover through the whole research. And there's a lot of things that will always be true. When you're mentioning your brand within the first five seconds, you know, the kind of thing that we do have as advertising one-on-one on using digital audio. But I think that research really gave us that extra layer of creative implications on how to be contextually relevant. I have a question. I understand that when you were doing this study, you were basically surveying the participants of the study to get to know what were they doing while they were listening to the particular songs they were listening. So my question is, is there a way for Spotify to understand more about what their users that are not part of the study are doing while listening to music? Is there a way to establish some correlations between what they're listening to what type of ads would be better, even if you have like a direct knowledge of what they are doing, because the context in the real world might be different to the study, right? Where you did have that information of what were they doing. Actually, that's what Josh mentioned earlier, is like by studying and analyzing the acoustic attribute of the music someone is listening to, it gives us the ability to identify more accurately the physical context and the kind of activity they're doing. So again, some of these things are very intuitive and very like common sense. Like, okay, if you're going for a run, if you're listening to something very upbeat and like with a high rate of densibility, you're probably doing something with a lot of movement, like you're cleaning your house or you're working out or you're in a social setting. So I think we managed to really identify these buckets of acoustic attributes and attach them to the kind of activities people are most likely to be doing. And because we've conducted the research at scale, we're pretty confident that it can actually, we can expand that and extrapolate these findings to people who are not part of the research. So it really gives us a better indication around that. And then overall on Spotify, we do also have hubs created around moments and moods. And usually people are actually gravitating toward these because it's in direct relation to what they are doing. So it gives also a good indication of the kind of mindset and the kind of message we should use at that point. Yeah, and I'll just add that we did do an analysis to kind of assess how accurately you could predict what somebody's doing just from the audio attributes. And knowing the audio attributes does allow you to predict what somebody's doing significantly better than chance. I mean, it's not perfect, of course, right? Because the correlation is not one. But you can estimate to some extent what somebody is likely to be doing just from what they're listening to. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. And I think that's very important too, right? Because it helps bridge the gap from like the lab setting to like the real Spotify users. I also wanted to ask about how are you using this study to perform experimentation or A-B testing in the platform to improve 
the ads engagement? That's a good question. So hopefully that's something we will be able to do more of. But for that research, actually, we've actually produced ads. So we didn't use ads that existed. We produced ads for mock brands. The idea was to remove any biases that could exist if you know a brand and if you already heard an ad related to the brand. And when we're creating, when we produce these ads, we are very specific around the elements of the ads because we do know that mentioning the brand in the first five seconds is better. So we did test some of the hypotheses we had from a creative standpoint that really helped us be better when it comes to producing ads or just advising advertisers on how to create a good audio ads. But yeah, I think in the long term, being able to do some creative optimizations based on that would be definitely something we would like to look into. As you think about future steps in terms of how you can leverage this study, what are some questions that still remain in your mind or what are some additional hypotheses that you would want to test in any future studies that you do related to the current study that you have done? Oh, so much. <laughs> we open Pandora's box with this type of research <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's so much to uncover. There's a lot, I think. And I'm literally just going to talk about my own personal questions. Like every time I was going through the thing, I was like, oh my God, what happens? I love anything related to imagination, the visual aspects that audio can bring, the fact that when you're hearing something or listening to something, you picture things in your head and in your mind. That I think is fascinating, the whole like visual aspect of audio. And I would love to dive into that. Obviously, there's a ton of questions that we still need to answer. And that's what's exciting about the program is that we want to try and understand, you know, I know Josh has a lot of questions on his own. That, and that's actually where we find a lot of similarities because he runs a lab that has nothing to do with the advertising world. But we do find that there's a lot of commonalities and common questions we have around that. Yeah, I mean, advertising for me, it's a really cool practical application of a lot of things that we study in the lab in the sense that it really matters like whether you notice something and like whether you remember it and whether you have like a positive or negative association with it. So we often study a lot of this stuff in the abstract, but this is a really cool real world application of that. And I think the study we did sort of opens the door to actually looking at what makes you remember something in kind of real world settings. So that's like a pretty exciting kind of new frontier that hopefully we'll be able to look at. Yeah. Marion, what's the main points you're driving to, to brands that are advertising in Spotify? How can they use this research and these conclusions you got from this on their day-to-day -day ad operation? Yeah, good question. So I think the main point here is really to prove the power of digital audio. I think it's something that it's still new in the heads of a lot of advertisers in the sense, you know, they are not fully using its potential. So what we're trying to do with the kind of research is do some kind of education on the true impact it can have, the possibilities the format can bring, the fact that it follows people from morning to night and you have the opportunity to actually be in someone's ear at any point of the day. And then obviously from a creative standpoint, it's really trying to guide because it's such a different format from display advertising on social media or video or anything. It's really trying to understand how we can help them and use the best of, you know, digital audio in a way that it can really create some strong connection. So that really what we're trying to do with the kind of research, a lot of education. We want to inspire them and then just be a good strategic partner when they really turn to digital audio to talk to their consumers. 
Yeah, and just building on that, it's great to hear what are the key highlights that are coming out of this. I'm curious if anyone has already applied some of the findings that came out of the study and what is the feedback that you're hearing from artists or brands or genres that are already present on Spotify? Yeah, and we do have some advertising partners that have been really good, more and more actually, turning to digital audio and looking at it very differently. And they are hungry to learn more about how to leverage the format. So there are some brands that are doing really good in uh, contextual, being contextually relevant, really using all the cues and all the data that they can have and working with us in collaboration to really better understand what their consumers are doing on our platform. So we do have brands that are really, really good at using the right tone, the right message at the right moment. And the idea is, you know, something we do, we say a lot at Spotify is like, don't kill my vibe. You don't want to kill the listener's vibe. It's such an immersive experience. What we want to do is create something that can be additive to the whole experience and not a disruption. So there's a lot of brands that are actually being better and better. And I'm sure it's just the beginning. I would like to switch gears and ask some rapid fire style questions. So please answer like the first idea that comes to mind. Are you ready? <laughs> well, not really. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does music mean to you? Emotions. You just want one word? Oh, you could do a little bit more if you want. You have our ideas? Well, emotions and connections. Okay. What's the best thing about Spotify? Oh my God, I couldn't do it with just one world. It's just that you have everything in the platform and you can like dive, you can spend hours just going down the rabbit hole of music and podcasts and learn and dive into culture. It's just amazing. It's everywhere. And it's us. It's my Spotify. It's your Spotify. It's a reflection of who we are and what we love. There's nothing more personal than that. Yes, I love when I'm here into something and then the playlist or the album is over and then I start getting suggestions and I find something really, really cool. That's like the best part of my, yeah. The power of discovery on Spotify is limitless. Yeah. What's your favorite band or artist? Oh, David Bowie. Nice. I'm actually like listening on repeat. Spotify does these daily mixes based on one artist. And I've been listening to the David Bowie one all the time because I'm like, the other artists suggested within the playlist are just perfect. I'm like, this is great. Yes, David Bowie. That's the name of the ones that are based on an artist. And the other one that is really good is the daily mix where you get like the best of the songs you used to listen. Exactly. What's one podcast that you're listening to? Well, I love Armchair Experts. I love looking at the kind of themes they have. Call Her Daddy, the last one, I think that was from yesterday with Alex Cooper. She talked about burnout. And that was very interesting because I think we can all feel the burnout sometimes. And it's a very interesting episode. And I'm also very into true crime <laughs> podcasts. Very popular among women, true crime podcasts. It says a lot about us. I know. And I keep getting more and more options that are coming up, especially in true crime. So it looks like an area where a lot of people are investing as well on Spotify. So that's, that's pretty cool. Great to have you. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time for a final question to you. Are you ready? Yeah. If you had the world's attention for five minutes, what would you say? Oh, my God. Feel free to take a one minute time out if you want to think about this one. Does it have to be related to audio? <laughs> up to you. Actually, you know what? I will relate that back to audio because I think there's a lot of issues when it comes to education today. 
And I think podcasts are bringing different perspectives. You can hear from different stories. It can open your mind. And I think some people do need that kind of information and different perspective. It helps you put yourself in other people's shoes, which I think will make the world a better place if you try and take the time to do that sometimes. So I think I would ask the world to try and find connections and use audio as a way to connect with others and learn from them. Great. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. Marianne and Josh, really appreciated having you guys on the podcast. And it's been amazing learning for both of us and I'm sure for our listeners too. And, you know, we've been taking notes as to what to do when we are operating on Spotify. So thank you for sharing these learnings with us. Thank you. Thank you guys for having us. That was great. Thank you very much. 